Welcome to Thriving the Future podcast. We are finding positive solutions to thrive in the tough times ahead. I'm here with Perpend, my good friend, and Perpend. Give a little background on what your name means there. Uh, Perpend, it means to weigh carefully two things and determine to ponder them, to analyze them, to come up with their weight, their value. That is something I want to be better at in my life so that I can have peace about things and not go back and forth. Yeah, it sounds good. So one of the things we are really about here is looking at positive solutions. There's plenty of stuff to complain about with, uh, you know, the, the big C word out there and everything else. People are copying each other's content and things like that. But we want to make new content that really focuses on um, analyzing the problem and then looking at positive solutions. And one of the things that we've been having side conversations on is uh, community. What is community from our standpoint? What's the background of community? What's the problem with it? And if we come to tough times, which is our presupposition for this for this website and this podcast, then how do we positively come up with solutions for that? Yes. So absolutely. first, what's the what's the definition of community? Community is generally defined as a group of people geographically close to each other or that have something in common or are grouped together. Um, fellowship is another word that I like that is there because a community has to have fellowship at some level is more the day-to-day interaction having a it comes from fellow and fellow comes from being in a joint venture with somebody else investing time energy money in a common goal in a common direction and so I think all those things kind of come together in community you have to be with other people face-to-face you can do digital, but it isn't the same. Right. And that's, and that's really important. So how do, how do you divide fellowship from like the, the Christian church definition of, hey, we're having fellowship and it's really like eating a potluck or something like that? Well, eating the potluck is part of the ritual of fellowship, right? It is communing with one another and sharing a meal. Right. But if you aren't doing anything outside the meal, then it's not fellowship the goal of fellowship is not to get together and have a meal. A meal happens as part of fellowship because fellowship is working towards a common goal and being vested in the same venture. So if we are going to build a community, a functioning group of people that operates like a small town or village, then that is the goal. And as a part of that, we all need to eat and we get together and we eat. That causes connection and commonality but the real commonality is in you doing the blacksmithing and me running the store and somebody else doing the farming or whoever does what role right we have to right. fill all those places we need a doctor we need a lawyer we need unfortunately we need a lawyer because you need one to deal with the outside world <laughs> but those things you have to fill all those roles and that makes the community and then that the way those people relate to each other and what they bring to the table and how they invest in one another brings the fellowship and then you're having meals with people because that's what people do. Humans have meals. They right. have to eat and that shared common thing. It's not the potluck at the church. Right. Yeah, one of the thing one of the quotes that I really like in uh, in the book Live Not by Lies, which we'll we'll reference several times in this conversation inevitably, <laughs> is that getting together and have a meal together is actually it's a political act. Right? Yeah. So especially when you're told not to. Right. Jesus did it all the time. Right, exactly. Right? He, he went and ate with sinners, mm-hmm. and prostitutes, and tax collectors, and they're like, 
why are you spending time with them? They're not worth your time. But he said, no, they're worth my investment in time. And that's just one example that's happened in other things, like whether or not you, like, and during the civil rights movement, that was a big deal, right? You're not allowed into this restaurant. But allowing those people into that restaurant, that is a political act. It is deciding who will be in my community, who will I associate with, who will I... Right, and that's why the lunch counter and the sit-ins and that was even more of a of an impact because that act of eating a meal together, right? You don't have community of people you're at war with, right? Right. Yeah, plus that's the basic right. I have a right to eat, and if you won't let me in here to eat, well, then, yeah, you but know... Eating is a peaceful act. We can't kill each sure. other while we're eating. Sure. Unless we're like cannibals or wolves or something, right? <laughs> Which, you know... We're not. So. Right. Okay, so then as we're looking forward to building community, then let's talk a little bit about some of the some of the points that that are common to folks. So people they'll self-group together based yeah. on their common needs and common worldview, right? So because and and that's the key. I mean, eventually you could get together and start associating with somebody on in a social media or whatever else that's similar to your worldview. But if you get face to face with them, then uh, you know it might it might quickly turn into obvious that uh, you're not necessarily the same worldview, right? And we if see, you're listening, yeah. Well, we see that with now with families and Thanksgiving, right? I'm like, why are you getting together if? All you're going to do is fight. <laughs> so right. That's been going on a long time. Yeah, they weren't listening to each other. Right. And if you're not listening, you're not community either. Right. You're not even family. Mm -hmm. And then we have to have skin in the game, basically. So if And proximity, because basically if you... And this is the problem with electronic social media and community, air quotes. I'm making air quotes here. In the fact that, you know... Everybody thinks they're a community. Everybody thinks they're friends. We've redefined friend. You don't have any skin in the game. You really don't have any proximity, and you don't meet face-to-face. -face. You're using them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right? true. You're using them to fill your necessity for social interaction. Right. Completely they're they're not your friend. Friends is mutual. Right. Fellowship is mutual. Community is mutual. Social media is, I am using you so that I can have my dopamine hit from you liking my meme or my picture or whatever silliness you're doing. It isn't a real conversation. It isn't a real relationship. It isn't fulfilling other necessities of life. Mm -hmm. That's what community does. They take care of the necessities of life. Otherwise, we wouldn't have communities. Yeah, that's true. And then it goes into the next level where there's proof of work. So do people show up when you have a need? Do, do they show up and you share um, something that needs to get done, right? So our group has cool. got together and we've helped uh, hang fence. We've got together and we've processed ducks. And it's not just work in that space. It's work as do you show up when I don't have something to do? Mm-hmm. Are you checking in on me? It's about what you bring to the table. If you're not bringing anything to the table, you can bring table together and help come do fence, right? But if I come do fence with you this weekend, right? And then I don't talk to you for two weeks and then we go fishing together and then I don't talk to you for three or four weeks and then we go 
butcher some chickens. That's not community and that's not fellowship. And I didn't bring much to the table. I showed up when you had a need or I had a need because I needed to go fishing or I wanted some entertainment, right? Mm -hmm. But checking in daily and continuing a conversation and sharing what's going on in your life is a completely different thing. That's also proof of work. Right. It's proof of investment, proof that I am a member, that I want to be doing something other than extracting. Right. Are you investing time in the other person? Or the group. Every time me and you get together and do something, that also builds the group, right? Because our goal is to have community. Mm -hmm. Right. And then through, we can't do that without proximity. And then, and then we have a common purpose by doing it, right? Yes. So what are the challenges with, with community up to this point? And how do we take it to the next level? I mean, the average person is just fine with community the way it is. Some people are just fine with their dopamine response on uh, on social media. Well, if you want to get totally Machiavellian about it, we have to remove the everything that's fulfilling all their necessities, necessities of life so that they will generate community out of it. I mean, that would be the Machiavellian approach is that we take away Walmart, Costco, Amazon, so that you're not getting your goods and needs. We take away your job. Unfortunately, for some people, that's happening and we don't have to be Machiavellian about it but they don't they're not ready to take care of that some of the way they think that they have enough things stored up or set aside or enough money to get through anything like that so there is no incentive to build community and that I think is the biggest challenge mm -hmm. yeah and that's one of the problems that I see with uh, like prepping and preppers right so mm -hmm. There's there's two problems. One is that it assumes that uh, the stuff's going to hit the fan and there's right. going to be a com complete collapse. So nobody's going to come and take your house except maybe the zombie horde, right? <laughs> well, there's, there's going to be no one to supply your needs, so I'm taking care of them now and then I'm right. okay for years. Yeah, or, or I'm going to live off of the, my buckets in the basement. Um, I'm yeah. going to roll the compound gate up and then uh, start doing patrols. You know, and, and we know several people that are like that, right? So Yeah, but, we, but it's also the mentality that because if everything falls apart, that's the way it falls apart, and I don't need anybody else because I have myself taken care of, then it is just showing up every couple of weeks to do something like put up fence or go fishing or that. Mm -hmm. There, it, It's an extraction process. Right. What can you give me that does something for me by us getting together, not how can we mutually live together day in and day out every day. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that's the roadblock is, you know, it's, it's about like, it's about like church. Church has become a consumer event. And then there's not that living day in and day out, unless there's adversity and persecution to the point where you're forced to do it like the first century church it's or what? some others. You, you go to church on Sunday, you maybe have a group or a church thing on Wednesday night and you take the kids to that, but it, or, you know, a youth group or Sunday school or that, right? And that's one or two interactions a week. And it's all in doing an activity, which is good, but it is that same thing. It's not providing what you need in your life, right? Mm -hmm. It's filling a little role. It's providing some socialization, just enough to like numb the fact that you're really alone. Right. It's not facing that you're alone and dealing with it. It's not right. about self-improvement and figuring out how to get along with the people you hate or 
the conflicts and resolving the conflict, right? It, yeah, what I like is uh, there's a there's a story in uh, Surviving the Future, which is a book by David Fleming, and basically it it says the only solutions for climate change are everything has to go back local. But then he starts evaluating that from a community standpoint, and he says Slack is a very important part of that because you've got seasonal things that happen. You got to go back to a seasonality, mm-hmm. so you have to eat seasonally and you know all this stuff, and and then you have to make the decision that that we will you know you have to make an agreement throughout the whole community that we will live by this you know buying from each other stuff because you have inherent slack right so I say I make tables okay and I employ several people on my team and we're in the community right mm-hmm. and we make tables but there's only so much table need Right, so there's going to be some slack where we're not making tables. Well, if there are a hundred of us, we only need a couple hundred. Oh well, yeah, tables. Tables, tables mean, were probably not the best. People example. still need a table. Yeah, but you know, say say something from a woodworking standpoint, it's not enough for us to make every single day. And if you start doing it with the just-in-time delivery or whatever else, then you're getting rid of people and you're competing for price and everything gets driven down to the lowest price. But if you're in a community where where you're self-sufficient and you're constrained by everything has to be local, you're going to have seasons of slack. But one of the one of the keys there is you can't have you have to make an agreement so that somebody doesn't go outbidding somebody else. I don't know. I think that's all a result of the industrial mindset. Exactly. The it industrial get, age. Yeah, it has to get you, you past that. Right, and we're entering the digital age. Well, we're actually entering the dim age, but. <laughs> It may be a dim age, but it's also digital. It's not industrial even anymore. Mm-hmm. Industrial is just taken for granted that that's the way it is, and they're moving past that. We're moving people to a virtual reality world, a digital world, a digital currency, a technology solution solves death. Industry was about removing drudgery from life so that we had that slack and free time everybody has free time because the machines do all the work we ended up with more of it Mm -hmm. virtual reality digital stuff is not going to solve the problem of actually needing to do work it's going to create more it always does it's in acceptance that these are not the necessities of life that work is a part of the necessity of life i must work I get self-satisfaction, pride, and self-esteem from the work that I do. And I'm going to do good work because I'm selling to somebody in my community, not somebody in China or China selling here, right? There is no, we will never meet face-to-face with the people that made the recording device that we're using, right? We will never meet face-to-face with the people that printed that book. There is no, they didn't bring to the table of our community face-to-face with the product. So the whole way we make products and what our products has got to change. If you have a community of 100 people and somebody needs a table, then building a table becomes a project of, oh, you have an extra tree. Let's cut it down, turn into boards, and build this person a table. Mm -hmm. That's a community project. That's not living. Living is not your career. Living and your career are not your whole life. Life is about providing food, shelter, 
in community, friendship, fellowship, interaction, that culture, culture, those are what life is. Life is not your career. But industrialization says we need somebody to make tables. And if we don't have somebody set up to all they do is make tables. That's not the way people put up barns in the 1800s. You had a barn raising. A bunch of farmers got together and they put up a barn. You didn't have a barn manufacturer. Now we have barn and shed manufacturers and they deliver it on a truck. Mm -hmm. And the workers come in and do it. And you do your farming. But we have to remove that industrial mindset so we can only form community with people willing to make that decision. But as long as... Well, it seems like, yeah, I mean, through supply chain troubles and, uh, you know, and restrictions coming down from... That's just a tool of control more than it's really going to yeah, go away, as, right? As That's the a... technocracy tries to control it from the central point, then you're going to have less and then you have more opportunity for for transitioning into these communities so that you have, so you can still thrive, right? We went months where pasta wasn't on the shelf over there, even though it was like being in Soviet Russia or something. I was literally texting my friend and saying, hey, we got pasta today. Do you want some? <laughs> As we go towards something where that's either forced or side effect or whatever else, we want to thrive in 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 that. Mm-hmm. So we we start picking up the slack ourselves, or we decide what is actually worth us spending our time on. Mm-hmm. It may not be in eating pasta anymore. Not yeah, true, right? It may not be in going to the store to get everything anymore. Mm-hmm. So how do we get there? <laughs> It seems like it's playing itself out just that, that, fine. That's a very, very, very good description of the problem. Um, so solutions. If we look to people that have solved it in the past, mm-hmm. they said, I'm not going to be a part of this system, either by force or by decision. We're seeing that with the crypto frontier guys, right? Right. They all moved to Saipan, and they're building a crypto community there. They're implementing it, they're building it, but they didn't go there with the idea that we're going to move here and we're going to keep our life as we have it now. They changed their mind. I think most of the people we've been involved with up to this point in our life are not there. They're in. I want everything to come from Amazon and Amazon's great and because it gets it here. I want to go to Walmart and not have to have a real conversation with the checkout person. I want that that non-relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And I will not pay more for a relationship. They do not want to invest in community. So we need to start filtering and using proof of work to determine who we're going to spend the most energy on or the most investment of our time and energy with. And I think as people do that and as we have listeners doing that, right, we can find the people that want that. Mm-hmm. And that is the solution, which is why we're doing the podcast, right? We sure. need to find more people like that. We need that greater networking to find people that are willing to live life differently than it has been lived or we're told we have to. Mm-hmm. Because their solution doesn't work. We've seen it. Yeah. You brought up Soviet Russia, right. but it's happened over and over and over with a planned economy. doesn't work for many reasons, and you can find them out in plenty of books and other places, and I think it's a boring conversation. We right, move and, on. We want to, and we want to plan as much as possible so that we're in a place both as a mindset so you can accept that this is a, a change in age, 
and then be able to kind of like strategize better than plan strategize okay yeah we'll come up with strategies to address the problems so that we have a solution rather Mm -hmm. than planning in a strategizing leaves us with multiple options so that we can apply the option when the opportunity presents rather than rigidly creating a like a blueprint sure yeah that makes sense okay yeah proof of work proof of work being the the linchpin or whatever right yeah or the certificate it's the meritocracy Mm -hmm. it is what did you bring to the table that benefits the group and yourself not just yourself or just the group because both of those are a scam you have to be in the middle so if since everything is made in china to be able to get to that point you have one or two options you either make it make it yourself here or make an alternative here or you live without it live without right <laughs> or you buy it from china and you use it but it isn't the predominant thing you're using in your life it isn't mm-hmm. the predominant group because you're always going to have outside trade right if we don't trade with china china's going to come over here and sure. kill us. if goods don't cross borders troops do yeah, and you have to also be careful so, so, that you don't find, follow into a mindset, even with your community, where you're self and insular, and then but you're it's not no about buy local, right? Everyone wants to say it's about buy local. This is not about buy local. This is buy from people that brought something to the table and put something into my life, mm-hmm. and not in an extractive way where they're getting or that where it's mutually beneficial to both parties. And that's different than buy local. And some of that I can is... buy local all over here, right? Sure. But those people are working towards different goals than me. They want to be inside the system. They want to sell me things from China. They want to have this communication where I say, hi, hello, did you find everything you need? And I give them money and they say, have a nice day, and I walk out, right? That doesn't fulfill my needs as a human being, and that's what everybody's calling community now, and I can't live that way. Yeah, the, the regardless tr- of whether we have a tyrannical system coming in, mm-hmm. I am not going to live that way. So I'm looking for people that are not going to live that way, and we can go do our thing in our area, and we'll interact with those people when we have to. Sure, because we don't hate them, right? They're not. They are going a different direction. They have a different worldview. And I need people to have a common worldview so that I can have a community. Not so just, you would, not just be a lone person wandering through a bunch of people going a different direction. Mm-hmm. So even if the even if the person that you're dealing with, say one of our friends or one of our people in the community, are a sorcerer and not a maker, then you still have. But they're going to brought something else to the table, right? Right. Maybe they're making the meals for the community dinners, or mm-hmm. they are taking care of children or teaching them something or they're helping can produce or whatever. It isn't about sourcing or not. It's about, are you doing something other than just having a little storefront where I come in and buy something from your 20 cashiers? Sure. People I never know. They are local and they're part of the local community, but the local community is not even going where I want to go in life. Are they? I mean, they want to tell people how to live their life and what to do and when to do it, how to do it and do it now. And if you don't, we'll throw you in jail, right? Especially around here. <laughs> right. So that's not the way I want to live. That's wrong. Right. So it's, we can't. We have to build those parallel systems. Right. 
but to build those plural systems, I have to find people that are thinking in the same way and ready to make that decision. Mm -hmm. So the solution is to give people opportunity to prove they brought something to the table. So what do you do with the folks that are in debt up to their eyeballs that are okay in here? I'm pointing to my head or in the, in the heart, but they're they, trapped. Yeah, they're, they're trapped. enslaved. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're wage slaves. Right. They yeah. are chained. They, 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 they cannot. So what they are bringing to ta the table is the will to get out of that, right? Uh-huh. Are they ready to get out of that? And if they are, then we as a community can help them address that situation. Even either through side hustles or whatever else, right? Or, I will support them because they're bringing something to the table. Mm -hmm. If I have the resources and they are showing the proof of work and they are bringing something to the table, then maybe you pay it off for them and they owe you instead of the guy charging interest, right? Oh, okay. That's I don't know that I have the money to do that for a lot of people, right? Right, right. But at some point, a group of free people doing businesses and side hustles have free cash to do that for people, and you do it, and then you support their side hustle and that, right? And that allows them to pay you back at something other than interest, because the interest is the slave there. Mm -hmm. And over and over and over, culturally ancient civilizations is you do not charge interest to your fellow yeah, or your brother or that... You might charge interest to people, outsiders, right? But you don't do it to your brother. You do not turn him into a slave. The only reason you're loaning to your brother is because he's in need. And if you give it to him, he turns into a bum. And that's, yeah. The you, same. You're, you're, you're helping him cover his small-term trouble. Plus, you had the year of Jubilee and all that where what, you know, the price of whatever you're buying, a piece of land or whatever is is dependent on how far you are until the year of jubilee when it all reverts back to the original landowner so you didn't you don't get screwed out you of your rented land. it exactly you didn't buy it yeah but you because didn't get... land was given to the person by god to yeah, their family and you, don't, that was, you don't get screwed out and of that's the, land. the biblical system in something like the celtic systems it was land stayed in the family mm-hmm so land was not something you sold or loaned, right? It was inherited, and it you would have taken care of it some other way, right? Sure. This person has a debt, so we will sell an extra cow, or we will right. do that to cover the debt. Yeah, like half of our and, county And you went is. to your family and your tribe and your real community to solve those problems, not the government for a grant and not the bank for a loan. That sounds like a good stopping place for this episode we're right about at half an hour which is what we were shooting for for time and we'll brainstorm some more ideas to bring back to talk a little bit more about community in the future yeah and i think this podcast is a good work on our solution to this problem right so some of the things we're going to be talking about in upcoming episodes are um skills rather than stuff right so you can have Absolutely. all the stuff you want but if you don't know how to do stuff then, and not head knowledge, actual doing. That's yeah. knowledge to wisdom. Mm -hmm. This comes through skills and trying and failing. Yeah, and, and you'll see that in posts that we make as well on, sure, we got this book on vinegar, but how did we make it work? What was the result that we had? I used honey, and then I got a different result than what the book said using whatever white sugar, right? Good. And both of us like that version with the honey a lot better. I think it's turning out to be more usable, less acidy. Yeah, less harsh. But, of course, there may be places where you want the acid, right? 
Sure. Like pickles and other things. You might want more acid. So mm-hmm. it's good to know both. But we could never get that from reading the book. It came from you using honey and me using sugars. Sure. And then trading it and seeing what we like, right? Right. So, yeah. So we'll we'll be doing posts on that. We'll be doing some uh, some talks on future pro- podcast episodes. And thank you for listening to the Thriving the Future podcast. Take care.